Hey everybody, welcome back to The Drivers, episode 5. I am Sean, your lovely host, and on the other side of the line, as per regular listening, is Uncle Steve. How are you, Uncle Steve? Fantastic. Living dream. Living dreams. Wow. Holy cow. I wish I was that livid. Is that a thing? I think that's the other thing. Anyway, let's talk straight into it, man. There's so much to talk about this week. And I just want to start off by the most hot topic out there in the automotive world. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Are you bracing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm braced. Taycan. What? Uh, the, the Porsche Taycan. Oh, sorry. Tycon. I don't even think I've heard of this. Oh, what are we you talking about? You can't not have not have heard of the Taycan. Uh, oh, Jesus. That was... Oh, my God. So you yeah. can tell these are unprepared, uh, by the way. Everyone listening. <laughs> this, is, this is the magic of live podcasting. Yeah, I dude, feel like... So you don't know what a Taycan is? Oh, my... Okay, so you know the Porsche Mission E? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, so it's their 70th birthday on the weekend. They came across and they're like, hey, everybody, we've renamed the Mission E. It's production name. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And they're like, it's Tycon, spelled T-A-Y-C-A-N. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Like some kind of Taylor Swift on a can hybrid. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, like all their sales, are going to sell like a trillion of them the first week, epically dove straight into the ocean. <laughs> because well, no one wants to oh, oh wait the best part of Tycon Taycan is the fact is its meaning would you like to hazard a guess of what, what Taycan Tycon means wow look I, I kind of want to think it's like some sort of mythical god or something but I know it's not going to be that uh, that interesting yeah no doubt mythical god would have been a step in the right direction unfortunately we have Lively young horse. <laughs> I can't even make this up, man. Literally, the yeah, like, yeah, like lively, lively young horse from the company that previously could do no wrong. <laughs> I know, right? And everyone, they they launched the cane and we forgave. <laughs> they they launched, persisted they with the McCann. Mm. We can't. We still went. Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. <sighs> I know. You know how much of a Porsche fanboy I am. Yeah. But I can't do like I can't do this, man. Like I was so hyped for the Mission E. And I loved calling it the Mission E. And then they're like, we've renamed it. Everyone's like, what do you mean you renamed it? Like yeah. Mission E was the freaking best name ever. I was gonna say, like, I actually kind of dug the idea of Mission E as being the production name. Like it's right? you know, you can buy into the mission. That's that's substantial. That's cool. No, now, my friend, you can buy yourself a lively young horse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, uh, yeah, so that's that. And I'm I'm so surprised you haven't been caught up in the the hysteria and hype that is Tycon's book taken. I got to say, I did see lots of, um, uh, you know, scrolling through my Instagram feed, there's been heaps of what I presumed were just mission e photos <laughs> and there's been heaps of porsche everything because of the 70th anniversary and true. i just didn't really click on any of the photos to get the uh the latest goss no 
Um, no, well, now you know. Well, now I'm going to be disappointed every time I see it. <laughs> yeah, like, as you should. With the rest of the world who was sitting there expecting something freaking amazing. I don't know why they do, don't do numbers anymore. Like, call it a freaking, I don't know, 7-Eleven. Like, that's 10 times better than, <laughs> than a freaking Tycon. You know what? It leaves me wondering. I mean, Cayman, obviously, you know, that has crocodile aspirations. Uh, but Makan, <laughs> now I'm curious, what, what's Makan? And is Cayman really just pepper? Uh, I... <laughs> is that your spicy SUV? And... It's spicy. Well, they should have named the freaking electric vehicle the Oregano. Right? <laughs> Slightly interesting, but so much more mundane. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of like your everyday car, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fun. Like it's, it's it's better than the like you know Mitsubishi Salt. <laughs> well, it, okay. And speaking of crap names. What else? What else jumps out as a really poor name choice? Oh, look! I mean, you know, you can go down well, the, the age-old uh, Pajero example. Um, well, you know, I don't think people in uh, in Spain well, mind it. It's kind of cool. For me, of recent years, the one that takes the cake comes from Haval, the H eight. I hate. How did the hate not get any local market <laughs> testing before it went I, live? Like I know, I know. They're like H eight, that's great. And every dude with a Commodore with vanity plates is sitting there going, "I hate Ford. That's wicked, bro." <laughs> oh no, I know. You know what? I tell you who who does like some of the worst names in my humble opinion. Mm. Is Nissan? Is Nissan, dude? Oh. Like they hit the word with the world with the teeter with like fifty two eyes in it, and, and, and it used to be called the Pulse, and everyone was cool with it. Then they gave us the Dualis. Yeah, and then if that was enough, like here's a cash Kai. It's like, are you guys just like playing Scrabble and being like, I've got all these letters left over? You know what? This would be kind of cool. Let's name a car after this. Yeah, and you know what? It seems to run in the blood because um, uh, I was just last night actually, just uh, as I do, uh, going through car sales. Imagine, oh, you're, you know, you're about to about to purchase a Dualis? No, no. But I was looking at Infinities because I think they're interesting. <laughs> right. But I don't know that they're actually good enough to, to warrant taking my money. But the thing that struck me with it was that the naming convention seemed to have like changed like every single series. And none of it really makes any sense. Like you open no. up on, say you go onto car sales or whatever your preferred platform is, and you go me. Yeah. Infinity, and then yep. you've got the list of different models you can choose from. I'm sorry, but none of it makes any bloody sense. And you you find yourself clicking on all the various ones and doing a search for it just to work out what it is that you're actually trying to find. Yeah, it's like, I want to look up an SUV. It's like, what is that? Is that a Q or a J? Oh, yeah. LX? Yeah. And I believe at one point in time it was an M, but now it's not. And, you know, all sorts of wacky stuff. Yeah. Nissan, just get your shit in a row. (laughs) Yes, they see, and the parent company Renault goes okay with the names, like you know, Raptor and Captor aren't the greatest names of any car, but they're they're better than freaking Tita. Yeah, that that was truly one of the biggest vehicle naming ever, and and evidenced by the fact that it lasted one generation before they sheepishly went back to calling it a Pulsar. (laughs) Like great, when they realized Pulsar's back. 
Yeah. It's like, why did you change it? You had one of the most iconic nameplates in motoring history. And there was something for something that doesn't even make sense. It's like the marketing guys sat around like, you know what? The Pulse has done so good for like 25 years in Australia and it's selling really well now. Well, we, you know, let's change the name and give it a really bizarre shape. That'll help. Oh, Next minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Marketing departments. So much to answer for in life. Tell so me much. about it. <laughs> oh, God. That's a whole nother podcast. All right. Moving right along. Okay, so we're, we're, over, we're over dodgy and wacky names. So the other news that came out lately is that the, the MX-5 in, in some markets is apparently getting more power. Now, I'll ask you, Mr. Steve, does the MX-5 need more power or does it need to not be an MX-5? <laughs> no, look, I, I think in uh, the current day and age, yes, it does need more power. I should clarify that. It, to be a good car, it doesn't need more power. But if they want to keep selling lots of them, it needs more power. And it's a, the same reason why, uh, you know, 86 and BRZ sales start tapering off and then Mustang sales start picking up and so on and so forth because you've got people graduating out of uh, 86 BRZ into Mustangs because um, it is such a capable handling car. It is a lot of fun to drive, but every single motoring journalist out there commonly says the same thing in criticism. It's capable of handling so much more than it's currently giving. Uh, and unfortunately, people just, they buy into that. But but here's the thing though, like the, the, BR, the BRZ slash 86 crew, like they, they drive okay. I personally feel they feel a little bit heavy and they could do a little bit more kick. But the MX-5 has never had any power, ever. Like, it was, there was never a time when someone jumped in an MX-5 and went, oh, that's got a bit more pep than I thought, except for maybe the bullet. No, but never before has any generation had competition in the market that it existed in. That uh, There was a cappuccino, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the only car that I've ever been in that I, I barely fit in, and also topped out at 120. <laughs> but for that 120 kilometers or less, I was God. You know what? Having actually driven a cappuccino myself, they're just such a hoot. I love They them. are, aren't they? Every, sing, uh, every, uh, every road is dual carriageway for a cappuccino. <laughs> It really, really is. And every park is accessible. Every park. <laughs> Especially motorcycle parks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Look, they are unsung hero of the of the drop tech, uh, drop, drop, top the grade. Um, but I tell what's really funny in, in regards to cappuccinos. I remember watching, you know, those old Japanese hot version videos? Oh, yeah. Right? So there was like a hot version and these guys, like there's like a bunch of modified cappuccinos. Mind was blown. These things were like, full motored, bigger turbos, oil injectors, everything, and they made like 120 horsepower. Yep. And I was like, uh... <laughs> I actually remember reading an article on um, on a cappuccino that it was heavily modified in, I think it was a Hot Fours magazine. Many oh, good old Hot Fours. We should have a moment of silence for those. <laughs> and the one of the highlighted quotes from the um, from the article was the guy saying, it's so much fun 
uh, teasing stock S14s. <laughs> <And I> thought, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> now times have changed. Now what? A, fr- a freaking what? Like a Polo's probably got more power than the stock S14 used to. <laughs> Oh, God, craziness. But yeah, so, so, so my whole argument, right, is, is the MX-5's never had power. It's always been about the drive. And, and to Mazda's credit, they, they have nailed the drive. And in most generations, like even the middle where they got a bit soft and squishy, they still weren't a bad car. Um, and, and I know they released that SE Turbo version. That was, yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, it wasn't that much more amazing than the, than the stock version because it was so detuned. But the um, but the the, the current generation uh, MX Five is, is a great thing to drive. Um, I, I almost think that that more power, especially if it's uh, turbo assisted, would, would almost ruin it. But in saying that, everyone seems to brag about the the Arbath One Two Four, which is based off the same platform and does have that 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 twin air motor. Yeah, like I say, I think it's purely something that's driven by what's going to sell more cars. They want to pull pulled potential buyers away from buying something like an 86 BRZ because, or a Fiat uh, for that, um, an Abarth for that matter. Uh, because yeah, don't call it a Fiat. All the, well, it's <laughs> no, 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 my, no, my friend, it's not a Fiat. It's clearly not a Fiat. The, the trouble is, like, all the motoring journalists, that's the comparison test that they do. You pick up a copy of wheels or motor or whatever the hell it is, and they've got ultimate comparison test for the MX-5. We pit it against an 86, a BRZ, and uh, an Arbath, and mm. tell you which one's the best. And because it keeps happening time and time again, buyers are getting trained into thinking, well, that's the competition. And the magazine told me that I should probably buy this because it's faster and I'll get bored of my MX-5. So I'm going to respond. What's funny is that um, out of all those comparisons between the BRZ, the 8.6, the Arbath and the MX-5, it's always a Mustang that wins. It's really weird. <laughs> it's, like it's not even there. It's like, just go by the Mustang. Well, that's well, clearly no pedestrians inside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, YOLO, man. You only live once. Those pedestrians got to keep on them toes. <laughs> all right, hey. Let, let's okay. Let, let's move along before this gets too wacky. And, and in talking about best performance cars for a certain price bracket, here's one I want to throw at you. If you had sixty grand to spend and it had to be a car that can't be older than five years old, what would you buy? Ooh, mm. ooh. <laughs> so can be brand new, can't be ancient, because we all know everyone's going to go buy, you know, a Datsun two forty Z. There, there's many things that I could come up with depending on situation. If I'm going to be uh, the responsible family man, um, oh yeah, yeah, then I'm probably two-seater for sure, right? <laughs> I'm probably going to end up in something like a, a Lavorg because, oh. despite CVTs being a bit odd, Plus, yeah. But, you know what? They're a fantastic driving car. They're really well appointed. They've got oodles of space. They're they're an ideal family station wagon. They look pretty good. Um, I've got a soft spot for Subaru, as you know, uh, and the Laval ticks a lot of boxes. I think they're a great driving thing. But then, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Then, like I said just yesterday, I was doing a, a bit of uh, shopping, uh, you know, window shopping around. And 
an Infinity G50 Red Sport would actually... I don't even know what that is. Is that some kind of, That's... like, truck? Is that, the, is that the pickup version? No. Wait, the, no, let me Google it. No, no, that, yeah. that's clearly the eight-seater wagon, right? This is the three-liter three twin-turbo, um, four-door sedan, mid-size. So it's Wait, who knew they had one of those? Hey? Who knew they had one of those? Well, that's it. <laughs> no one does know. Uh, no no one knows. Not even Infinity. They'd roll up the next day like, what, what, what's that? <laughs> Oh shit! It's got twin turbos. Yeah, you know, I read I read a bunch of reviews online afterwards because I thought, you know what, this seems like a really cool thing, but I've heard nothing about it. Uh, <laughs> and you know, the the only complaint that they seem to be able to come up with for it is that it's maybe a little bit expensive compared uh, compared to other options because Infinity isn't a well enough established brand. I.e., you know, why would you buy an Infinity over a BMW? Argument. Um, and the other complaint was that um, they get a little bit too tail happy. Uh, How's that ever and, a complaint? And I was like, what's wrong with you? What yeah. happened to you, journalists? You, you spent <laughs> forever complaining about cars that have got too much this year built into it. Right. It's safe. And then Infinity comes along and goes, he's a 300 kilowatt sedan that likes to get the, ha- to get the ass out. And yeah. you're going, oh no, oh no, what about the children? Oh. <laughs> think about the orphanage that's exactly on the apex of a mountain hill yeah and no, that, what, who they, they can be had for uh, under 60 grand with like 4,000 k's on the clock and to me that seems like incredibly good value well that 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 does sound fairly good but I, I, I riddle you this would you not just go down to your local prestige wholesale and pick yourself up a lovely 2012 AMG CCC3 I don't know. I don't really? know. It sounds better. It's certainly got more street cred. And oh, as every 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 YouTube video shows these days, because they're all onto their fourth owner, cut amazing hoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So there's always been something in in the back of my mind that says, Yeah, but why have the same thing that everyone else has got when there's so many other interesting options kicking about out there? Okay, well, would you not go buy a 2008 RS4 wagon in a manual? Find one. <laughs> oh, look, they're, they're around. They're not, they're not everywhere, but you know, they, they, they are around. It's not like I said, you've got to go find yourself like an RS2, like, you know, in, 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 the, in the Nardo Blue. So that's never going to happen. Trust me, I've been looking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, interesting choices. I, infinity. I, I never thought this, this this podcast would actually ever mention the word infinity. So, <laughs> yeah, episode five, we nailed it. Look at us go. We've, we've now mentioned Starion and Infinity in, in only five episodes. Hey, God, we're, we're giving we're giving all these odd manufacturers and <laughs> builders much love. Can I can I just take this a step further? Because <laughs> sure, why not? So, uh, when I came down to Melbourne for for MotorX. Um, uh, oh, I know what you're going to say. You want yourself a Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. <laughs> Definitely. I knew it. I knew it. I saw you looking at it weird. Definitely and I was like, not. Steve's giving it goo goo eyes. He's all over this Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. No, I, I, across the road one morning, I um, got a, came out of the house, went down the road to grab a cup of coffee, and there was a Maserati Levante 
parked across the road in dark blue metallic. And I tell you what, I have never had a, an SUV of any kind stop me in my tracks and go, holy shit, that looks cool. Yeah. That did. Um, really? It then got me uh, looking a little further. Now, if we were to run that same scenario, but extended up to say 80 grand, 80 grand gets you into... Um, Levante? Yeah, well, no, not uh, they they kick over a hundred grand, but um, oh. money. Like, yeah, right. you can get yourself into a Ghibli for around 80 grand, and man, is that a cool car for 80 grand? I tell what's so funny, I was, I was having this exact conversation. So, as you know, with, with our business, we do some work in North America, and I was talking to the guys over there about something. And, and Maserati came up, and I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to have a Maserati coupe. And, and they were like, oh, you'd just buy an Alpha, wouldn't you? And I was like, what? And over there, Maserati and Alpha are like on the same sub-prestige level. How crazy is that? And, and here in Australia, we're like, oh, Maserati, how fancy. But over there, it's just like, uh, you, you could have just bought yourself an Alpha or an Infinity. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, it's so much cool. It's got like a Ferrari. You used to have a Ferrari motor, right? And like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> but like, no, nah, sorry. <laughs> so since, since since that conversation, it's kind of tainted me on Maseratis. The the um, current twin turbo three liter in Maseratis is built by Ferrari. Yeah, but you can say that about the the motor and the crazy fast Julia too. Well, true. And, you know, that's got a certain amount of cool about it. Well, you know, debadge it and chuck in some prancing palominos. No, no, definitely. <laughs> but they're, they're cool enough brands on their own. They don't need it. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I get it. I, I just, I think that's a lot of money for, for a little, little, like, I'd, I'd almost be like, oh, I'm going to go look at what, you know, Beamer have, which is odd for me, particularly. But yeah, no, look, I, I, I think on, on, on that crazy note, um, where Steve is going to go spend 80 grand on a 60 grand challenge and buy a V6 Maserati. Uh, I think, I think we're more than definitely broken episode five. Hey, look, hit us up below uh, on, uh, sorry, hit us up, hit subscribe is what you need to do first. Then you need to go hit us up at hello at thedrives.com.au and tell us what you think and how you're feeling. Uh, we've got some crazy stuff coming up. We've got some special edition episodes. So stay tuned for those. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. It's, it's been a riot and uh, more, more crazy and fire coming down the line to you. Stay tuned. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Steve. Uh-huh. You've been listening to The Driver's Podcast. If you liked it, hit subscribe and tell a friend or read more online at thedrivers.co.